When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents. It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day it's like a miracle. It will. We're going to all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup's Daily Coronacast. I'm Elise Morales and the Coronacast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Today, we have a very special episode for you. I am joined by comedian and host of the What's Eating You podcast and recent COVID-19 survivor, Brian Yang. Hello, Brian. Yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> you're alive and you're well and you're on the pod to tell the tale. I am, yes. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> um, okay, so I think, honestly, I'm just going to dive into the story. But first, how are you feeling today? Uh, I'm three weeks out of the hospital. Uh, this week has been the best week recovery-wise. Uh, I'm getting uh, less winded. I have all the strength back in my legs and arms, so I think I'm getting pretty much close to 100% again. So you would even say that, like, so even now you're not fully through it, like you're still having symptoms of what you went through. Yeah, I can can really feel that uh, my lung capacity is not at 100%. I still get winded with uh, some light physical activity. Uh, When I first got home from the hospital, it was pretty much uh, any physical activity. I would still get winded. But now, like, I just got back from walking my dog. So it's more stuff like walking upstairs or, like, I know I can't go for a jog right now yet. Uh, or my lungs will just feel like they're on fire. But uh, hopefully in another two weeks or so, I think I'll be back. Well, thank God, first of all. <laughs> uh, rooting for you. And then, Thanks. so my first question for you is, when did you start feeling symptoms like how long ago did this did your journey begin i probably was already carrying the virus dormantly since the beginning of march like i i remember um i did a show at the beginning of march uh at a venue called caveat which is in a basement it's a pretty tight enclosed space we had not gone into quarantine yet and ironically the show was about asian comedians making fun of coronavirus and like a lot of us made jokes <laughs> oh about God. how, yeah, it was, yeah. And I think that's probably where I got it. Uh, there, there are two possibilities. It was either from that show, which we all were making fun about how like we shouldn't be here right now. 
because I think in America we we started quarantining pretty late, um, and I think yes. a lot of people were already carrying the virus uh, by the time we had gone into quarantine. And then my wife is a nurse, so she probably got exposed somehow as well because she got sick before me. So yeah, it wasn't like I was out partying or you know uh, not practicing quarantine. I it was just from being exposed from uh, prior to quarantine or because my wife is an essential worker, so she still has to go out to her office and work. Um, yeah, and uh, she was only sick for three days. Um, so the virus is strange in that it affects a lot of people differently. And, you know, we're young, so uh, we're not in the news. You just keep hearing about how it's very dangerous for the elderly. So you don't think that it's going to hurt you at all. So I got sick the day after her, and I was like, okay, so she got better Wednesday. Hopefully I'll be better by Thursday. And mm -hmm. Thursday rolled around, and I still had a fever. And Thursday turned into basically a week and a half of a fever, which I had never experienced in my life before. And then on the 10th day of having the virus, I couldn't breathe at all. And then that's when I went to the ER. So did you and your wife, I mean, especially with her being in a, like, un, like, a nurse <laughs> like did you guys clock it as coronavirus right away like was it already or was it so early that you were like maybe it's not yeah we pretty much knew because all the symptoms were coronavirus like symptoms um uh you can't really say for sure until you get tested and because she was only sick for three days we thought maybe maybe it's not but then once i started having like the body aches i lost my sense of taste and smell. And then I called my doctor and they were like, we're pretty sure it's coronavirus, but because of your age, just quarantine at home, isolate and don't go to the hospital because they thought that going to the hospital uh, as a young person, you're more likely to expose other people to the virus than needing um, medical help. But for whatever reason, my case became very, very severe and I had to be admitted once they checked my oxygen levels. Okay. So once you get to the hospital, which you say is around day 10 mm -hmm. of this, what process do you go through then? Like what, like Brian Yang is admitted, the doors, the doors burst open, <laughs> you're on the well, scene. What happens to you once you arrive at the hospital? We get to the hospital uh, at the ER. Um, we live up in Harlem. So uh, strangely enough, the hospital was not busy like you've been hearing on the news uh in places like queens or even uh brooklyn and lower manhattan so uh i got seen pretty quickly uh once again the doctor saw my age and saw that i was young and was like okay you should probably just uh go back home um you're like right on the edge but we think you'll you'll be able to recover without medical help at home and then they tested my oxygen uh your oxygen levels are normally around 99 to 100 Mine was all the way down to 89, and then that's when uh, he was like, oh, you're severe, and then they whisked me away into a hospital room, and, like, it happened so quickly, I didn't really get to, to say goodbye to my wife. I gave her some stuff, she left, I got wheeled into my room, and then, yeah, I was there for two weeks. And, was she, and she was not able to, was she able to visit you, or what was the situation there? No, the most she could do was, because we lived so close to the hospital, she would jog in the morning with our dog and come outside the hospital and text me a picture yeah but uh it's yeah it was oh it was God. really sweet um for those of you who cannot see us i just like clutched <laughs> my heart <laughs> yeah. um no just to know that they were so close felt really good 
But it's so strange. If you've ever been to a hospital prior to coronavirus, um, a lot of the seating makes up seating for visitors. And it was so eerie to have the entire hospital. Um, during the pandemic, no visitors are allowed. So it's just doctors, nurses, and patients. And so in my room, there were like a set of eight chairs where family and friends would come visit you. But yeah, mm -hmm. during the whole pandemic, even your wife, uh, who was most likely exposed already, was not allowed to come in. They wouldn't even allow my roommate, who was also sick with COVID, because hospital food is so bad, he wanted to order Seamless. And it was like, I, can I order Seamless? And a nurse goes down and get it and brings it back up. And they said, even that is not safe. So, you know, wow. we were stuck with yeah, they were very. So strict. you were stuck with all. I remember well because I I was observing your journey on Twitter. Uh, one thing you yeah. were able to do was tweet a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And you would just post like a picture of like the saddest piece of bread and like <laughs> half an egg, and I was just like, yeah. get this man, get this man a meal. <laughs> yeah. So no seamless was allowed. Um, that's horrible. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. Since I started using pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So once you were in the actual hospital, were you on, because I remember a picture of you with a mask, but were mm -hmm. you on a ventilator? I was never intubated and I never had a ventilator. Uh, I came very close because my oxygen levels were so low. I remember one evening the doctors talking about intubating me and placing me in ICU. 
So I, uh, I started off with a, uh, a breathing tube that just goes in your nostrils. Then they upgraded me to a mask. And then after that, that's when I had the big contraption that went over my head, uh, which is called a CPAP machine. But when I initially so had the mask... Even- so that's a step below being on the ventilator. Like the ventilator yeah. is after the thing that you had. Yeah. So it was the, um, the breathing tube, the mask, the CPAP, and then the ventilator would have been the fourth thing. So luckily uh, I didn't need a ventilator and uh, just needed the CPAP, which is as far as I went. But when I had the mask, that was right when I was on the edge of either needing the CPAP or the ventilator, they just put a surgical mask over my breathing mask and that trapped the oxygen in enough, uh, which allowed me to breathe normally. So they were like, okay, you'll be most likely okay just on uh, the breathing machines uh, that we have up here. They didn't need to take me to the ICU. Okay, wow. I mean, that's so, that's so intense. What do you, so you're in the hospital for two weeks. You can't have any visitors. What did you do? <laughs> uh, so strangely enough, I feel lucky that I was semi-conscious the first week. So that week flew by. All of a sudden, I was uh, admitted on a Tuesday and basically woke up the next Tuesday and looked at my phone with a million messages. And then I saw the date that it was in my mind was like, what? It's Tuesday. Wait, I was admitted on, it's already been a week. This is crazy. So when I came to, it had already been a week. The second week, I was more alert, and uh, yeah, there's nothing to do in a hospital. It sucks. Um, my- <laughs> yeah, I was like, did they give you Animal Crossing? Or <laughs> no. well, so for my birthday, my birthday was on 26th. I got admitted on 31st. My wife got me Animal Crossing, so like I didn't even get to play it, and I saw her playing it at home. I'm like, oh my god, dude, I just want to play this game that everyone's talking about. Yeah, I'm like, I guess if they're not even letting you get seamless, no one's allowed to, like, drop off a Swiss. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome, yeah. So my, the TV in my room only got, like, four channels, and the only really watchable show was Bar Rescue. And that week I was alert. They were just doing a marathon of Bar Rescue every day. So I've seen, like, a thousand episodes of Bar Rescue um, I, I pretty much know how to run a bar now. So if anyone <laughs> needs that. Once they open back up, you should get into business. Yeah, I should, yeah. <laughs> I need to hit up John Taffer. Yeah, I even know the host's name. Yeah, I lost my mind. And then there's a lot of, uh, you're awake during the day. So like, it's all weird daytime TV that retired people are watching. So the other channel I got was History Channel, which was a lot of ancient aliens and uh, American pickers which is just two guys buying old stuff. So given now that you've watched Ancient Aliens and the news that um, Tom DeLonge helped release about the (laughs) existence of aliens, where do you stand on aliens now? (laughs) You know what's strange? As a kid, I was so scared of aliens. I feel like in the 90s, uh, there were so many alien sci-fi horror movies. And now, because we've had Trump for going on four years, uh, and he's just been absolutely insane the whole time. I feel nothing. The, the government was like, <laughs> there are aliens. And I'm just numb. I'm like, yeah, sure. Add that to the list. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if maybe, like, because I do remember there was, like, a time where with, like, signs, Mars yeah. attacks. Like, there was, like, a lot of really good alien movies when I was young, and yeah. we haven't had one. And I wonder if it's just, like, people are like, I don't even want to think about what would happen if aliens 
came while Trump was president. Like at I this can't point, even... yeah, I think like we welcomed them killing us. It's like thank God, release yeah, me from like, my I mortal mean... coil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, that, but <laughs> off aliens and back. That's it. <laughs> Did um. Was there anything that you learned in the course of it that like surprised you about the virus or about how it was dealt with in general? Well, coming out of the hospital, I was put on um, a Z pack and then also that malaria drug that Trump has been talking about. And hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, hydroxychloroquine. And just this week, because my wife is in the medical field. Um, so she's uh, constantly reading up about this stuff so she can stay abreast of the situation. Um, yeah, that drug has not been proven to really work at all um, scientifically. And I was put on it and I got better. And I know um, Tom Hanks and his wife were also put on it and it made, it made them have a lot of side effects after they got out of the hospital. She said uh, she has like um, dizzy spells and nausea. And I weirdly have not had any of those things. And it's just strange that I don't know if my immune system is what helped me get better or if it was the battery of uh, antibiotics I was put on. I'm not sure at all. So it's so strange that because this is a brand new virus, I was put on basically a test drug. And who knows if that helps me work? Who knows if there'll be side effects down the road? So that was really weird and interesting that it was just like the flip of a coin that maybe it helped me get better and then just the fact that my wife uh had just symptoms for three days we also live with my sister-in-law my wife's younger sister she definitely also got covid because we both had it and she had no symptoms at all um and then i was like in the er so it's so strange how three different people affected so differently yeah that's so interesting like three different people in the same apartment Mm -hmm. one is asymptomatic one gets better and one ends up in the er and i feel like that is really like that really illustrates a lot of what everyone's been dealing with with this disease is like it's Mm -hmm. just so hard to tell what variety of it you're gonna get yeah it's strange because flu season we all kind of know like what those symptoms are and it's pretty like the flu kind of everyone gets it or you get the flu shot and you don't get it at all but this is so weird how everyone's immune system has dealt with it differently. I, uh, the doctors told me what uh, happened is uh, it's called a cytokine storm where basically my immune system had a huge overreaction and usually your immune system just clears out all the bad cells in your body and then you get better. A cytokine storm, your immune system goes crazy and just starts attacking your whole body. Um, and for whatever reason, uh, they were able to get it under control and I was able to be released after two weeks. So yeah, super strange. Uh, definitely. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. 
Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and a of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. So has there been a process, like now that you have been released, you obviously have the antibodies and all of that stuff. So what has been the like post-release process for you? Are you still in contact with doctors? What, have, did you do- donate plasma? How's that been going? Yeah, once I'm back to 100%, I do plan on donating plasma for sure. Um, hopefully next week sometime. And then my wife also who got better after three days, uh, she probably has antibodies as well. So we're both going to do that. Um, but then it's been a lot of uh, my uh, hospital that uh, is my primary care uh, sent us a um, basically a COVID rehabilitation plan. So it's a lot of breathing exercises, um, wor- like simple workouts just to get your muscles and your lungs back uh, in shape. So yeah, I've been doing that and just trying to get healthy again. Wow. So there's like, I mean, this, this illness really took a toll on you. Like you're basically doing physical therapy now at this point to get yourself back to a hundred percent. Yeah. It, uh, it just destroys your body. A uh, combination of being in a hospital bed for two weeks. Um, I mean, COVID, the symptoms are, they range from so many different things and everyone who has it has different symptoms than the person right next to them. Um, I had uh, diarrhea, I had nausea, so I lost a ton of weight and a ton of strength in the hospital. Um, I had no appetite um, on top of like uh, respiratory, like near failure as well. So your lungs are attacked, your uh, digestive system is attacked, and then combination of weakness and being in a hospital bed, I lost all the muscle in my arms, all the muscle in my legs. So just like learning to walk normally again, I remember when I walked out, uh, when I was released, just how wobbly I was and how strange it felt. Um, and just how oxygen levels in your body, once they're depleted, you can't even do simple things like walk to the bathroom. My bed was right next to the bathroom in the hospital, and I couldn't walk there. So 
I, I needed the help of nurses to go to the bathroom. So it, it was Man. really crazy. Yeah. That is, I mean, that is incredible. And I'm so glad that you got better and you're in the process of getting all the way better once you are all the way better. So I've been reading all these articles that are like, soon we will, <laughs> soon we will be divided into a two tiered society, the elite with the antibodies <laughs> <laughs> and those who do not have them. Once you're all the way better, how are you going to wield your antibody powers? <laughs> well, <laughs> what will you be doing? My, my theory, oh, so you, you've had no symptoms at all, Elise? So I actually, I, I wasn't going to bring this up because I felt that it was gauche, but I also believe that I had it and was yeah. sick with it for about, I would say, 10 days, but got better. And I had okay. the body aches and some pretty like bad stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, my, my theory is that, especially in New York, because we live uh, in a way here that you can't avoid people in any way. Um, it's not like in the suburbs where if you stay home, you, you have a car, uh, you can avoid people. But just going to work, you get on the train and you're exposed to hundreds, if not thousands of people. So my theory is most New Yorkers probably have been exposed to COVID. Um, probably since December, I, I, I've heard stories about people getting sick with flu-like symptoms and the doctors test them for the flu and then nothing comes back and they either die or they live and the doctor's like that was the weirdest thing we've ever experienced we don't know what that was i i expect that that was covid and i think a lot of new yorkers more than have been reported have covid and are just asymptomatic and that's why it spread so rapidly um so i think a lot of people have the antibodies and the two-tiered thing is uh probably not going to be as dramatic as people are saying. I think a lot of people were asymptomatic. Yeah. So you're not going to be like walking around with sort of like a scepter and like a crown and being like, <laughs> I have the antibody. <laughs> I mean, I Behold. will use having, yeah, I will figure out other ways to use having COVID as a crutch and to get free things for sure. But the <laughs> antibodies, I will not stoop that low. Well, here you are on the Betches Sub Podcast, yes. so you're already <laughs> using it. You're already upping your platform. That's um, okay, right. I I have one final question for you. Sure. Um, what would you say to the people who think it's time to stop social distancing, or that we should just let the virus kind of take its course? Yeah, I mean, it just sucks because that's the type of thing you think before you know someone who's had the virus. It's, it's the worst thing I've ever experienced in my life. I don't wish it on anyone. And I just think people need to understand the gravity of the situation we're in. Like I'm young and I'm healthy and it almost killed me. Um, so I think there are a lot of young people in this city who think, uh, they're immune or like, it's just a thing when you're young, you think you're invincible. And I really learned how fragile life is. And on the flip side, you learn about how many people care about you as well. But you, I don't think it's worth finding that out going through this virus <laughs> for two weeks, you know? And, I'd rather go back to thinking everyone finds things I'm <laughs> annoying. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, it, it was the worst experience of my life by far. And um, the curve in New York is flattening because quarantine is working. And I know it's warm out now and it's been really nice. Uh, and it seems like it's going away. But as soon as you go back out in large crowds, we're going to see a spike 
in cases again. And I, I expect to see a spike in cases because so many people were out last weekend because the weather was so nice. And um, it just sucks that people are possibly going to have to learn the hard way about how serious this actually is. And, you know, the reports are widely known that elderly people are more at risk, but uh, there are a lot of young people our age that have extreme um, reactions to the virus and have passed away. I've read about tons of people my age that have passed away who have no pre-existing conditions, you know, no uh, respiratory issues. Uh, This virus is a roll of the dice. And I don't think anyone should take that chance. Well, thank you, Brian. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're so happy that you got better. We're happy that you will be continuing to get better. Um, Why don't you tell our listeners where they can follow you, find you online, all that stuff. Sure. Um, I'm at Brian Yang on Twitter, at Brian L. Yang on Instagram. And you can check everything else out on brianyang.com. And Brian is with a Y. Thank you so much, Elise. Uh, It was great to have you, Brian. And to everybody else, until the end of the pandemic, this has been the Betcha Sucks (laughs) Coronacast. (laughs) Thank you. The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.